Hello and welcome back to the Primary Education Voices podcast, the podcast dedicated to the exciting world of primary education with me, your host, Matt Roberts. If you're a member of staff in primary education, then this podcast is for you. Each episode will be interviewing a special guest who works in a primary setting and be finding out what inspires them. We'll be asking them for their top tips, resources and philosophies and just anything that they think will help you as a teacher, leader uh, and just colleague in the primary education profession. So thank you so much once again for joining us this week. Please make sure you leave a review for this podcast. It'd be so helpful and so much appreciated if you could just leave, take five minutes to leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on, uh, because, you know, we've got so many great educators here and it'd be wonderful to share their voices out even more. And what's brilliant about this podcast is every guest is recommended by somebody else uh, to get onto the podcast. And so, They've inspired at least one other person, and I'm sure that they'll inspire you with some, uh, with an idea or an in, in suggestion or a piece of uh, resource or something like that uh, to go forward with. Uh, this week, we sat down with Jonathan Coy. Uh, Jonathan uh, is part of Head Teacher Chat, and it was great to talk to him. He has had uh, 20 or 29 years of experience in primary education. He's been there for quite a while, and so he's seen, obviously, a number of things over those years. Um, Head Teacher Chat is there to support school leaders. Uh, ultimately to help them and signpost them and direct them to certain services and things like that. Um, But it was fascinating to talk to him about some of the principles that underpin what he thinks is really important in primary education and uh, will hopefully leave you with with something, whether it is something concrete to take away right now or whether it is to find out about something uh, either through their website or through other means um, that will help you in your practice this year. So without further ado, uh, let's sit back and relax and enjoy the episode with Jonathan Coy. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Jonathan Coy. How are you doing today, Jonathan? I'm not too bad. How are you? Doing very, very well. Thank you. Obviously, Jonathan at Head Teacher Chat on Twitter. So it's very, very excited to have you on the podcast and uh, hear about all your thoughts about primary education. So welcome to the podcast again. Um, Yeah, really happy to be here. I've been listening for quite a while. So you had some really interesting guests over the time. And so hopefully I've shared them over the time too. Um, share all the good work that you're doing because I, I just love this podcast. Amazing. Thank you. And again, as we said in, in the chat beforehand, I've, no, I've noticed you share these often. And so thank you so much for, for what you do for us here as well. Uh, let's start off, Jonathan, with your uh, quick fire questions. As you will know, uh, we'll start with the same questions just to get a bit to, know, to get to know you a bit more. First of all, Jonathan, what is your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is headteacherchat. Um, yeah, you can direct message us and talk to us and connect with us on um, Head Teacher Chat with whatever your needs are. Fantastic. That's lovely. Uh, how many years have you uh, worked in primary education, Jonathan? Okay, that might be. It's been a long time. Uh, it's in primary education, probably about 28, 29 years. Fantastic. So I've been there for a while. <laughs> you've been there you've been there a while you've seen some things in 28 29 years i'm sure <laughs> uh, in those 28 or 29 years or so jonathan uh, what uh, has been your primary journey so what roles and responsibilities have you had during that time okay yeah i started off as a class teacher in rockmount primary school in croydon in london and i moved up quite quickly through the middle managers roles of that and I was, within six months, I seemed to be a PE coordinator. I don't know how that happened, but um, that's a whole nother journey or sort of stereotyping that we could go into. It's not like, uh, he must be good at PE. So um, then I moved to Norfolk in just before um, 1999, and I was an infant school teacher. And I taught, actually, it was a first school at that point. So I taught year two for a couple of years. And I moved up to assistant head. And then I went on deputy head of a large primary school in Norwich. And I taught everything from nursery to year six. Literally everything. On one day, I used to teach year six in the morning and nursery in the afternoon. (laughs) And that was a really interesting time doing that one. That was quite fun, actually. Uh, yeah, you had the banter of the year six and then in the afternoon you had sort of like the, the enthusiasm to learning in the nursery and I then moved on to do school improvement work and I then became a head teacher and then a deputy CEO of an, an academy trust 
and I um, moved out of um, headship two years ago to really to support head teachers and school leaders more. And I've set up Head Teacher Chat, and it's been blossoming with all the things that we do to help in school leaders in school. Amazing! That sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Uh, what is your favourite subject, Jonathan, and why? Oh, uh, that, that is, I, I always like maths. I always taught maths, and I I just loved how you can develop it. So I would say maths is my favourite one. I've got a soft spot for PE as well. Mm. Um, I did do um, a sports science degree, and that's basically how I became a, a teacher through sport. Oh. So, um, yeah, that, that would be my favourite um, subject, maths and PE. Well, suddenly the uh, the PE lead role doesn't sound so uh, so odd then if you've got a sports science background as well. So you must have brought a lot of uh, great experience to that role. Yeah, I gave it up quite quickly though. I went on to do maths very within about two years. I felt like um, they put me onto the maths team, and I took over the maths when the national numeracy strategy came out first came out, ah. and I did all, all the things on that, and that was great. All those wonderful things about. Um, the 15 minute starters and the um, the group work, then you had to have a plenary, all those things, and the lunch boxes that you had of that. So that's why I um, tweet out about all the uh, all the history of education in some ways, because we've gone through a lot of journeys, and some things are just repeating itself time and time again, and it's, it's interesting. Mm, absolutely, no, you're totally right there. Uh, in terms of your education and your own education, Jonathan, did you have a favourite teacher and why were they your favourite teacher? Uh, I had um, a brilliant teacher when I was in um, primary school called Miss Moyes, and she just, she, she'll just, um, how, how do I put it in the sense of she, she looked after and cared for everyone. Mm. So she always had time for you, she always looked after you. And I mean, I didn't really think I found school too easy. So I wasn't really one academic, really, in um, school. So it was always one that's sort of like, I've probably been, um, at that time, you've sort of like, you had the groupings. So you had much more groupings when I was younger. And I I, I don't think I was far from the um, bottom group and getting all the extra support and things like that. But they were also patient and so um, caring. But Miss Moyes had a, a, a softball. Um, for me and helped me out on learning for me to read and things like that. So my favourite teacher was, was Miss Morris. Fantastic. And if you had to, or if you already do it when you're in education, what after-school club would you run? Um, I always I always did like the sports clubs. I mean, I know I had a sports background, but you can get to know the children a little bit different. So if you, I mean, I always used to do athletics clubs and running clubs and um, you just find out a little bit more about the children mm-hmm. and you, you see them in a different environment and you can um, talk to them about different things. So I, yeah, I like the sport clubs. Excellent. That's fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for that. Let's uh, move on to the next question then and find out a little bit more uh, about where all this began then for you in terms of primary education, Jonathan. So first of all, what inspired you to become involved in primary education? Well, it's the sport background, basically. Um, when I was about 11, 12, I, I used to do a lot of competing in athletics. And I worked out I wasn't going to be very good at it, but I used to love it. But then I also worked out that um, I could, uh, I could work. No, I thought I used to start coaching some of the um, younger children when I was about thirteen, fourteen. So I used to co- coach the seven, eight-year-olds and do groups, and then I used to be the the team manager of the one of about fifteen of the the young athletes at Belgrave Harriers, which is in London. And from then, I just wanted. I had this passion to do coaching and helping people. Because um, where we were was in a deprived area of London. And um, we were seeing loads of children that yeah, weren't getting a great education and things like that. So I really had a passion to help them and support them. So I went on to do a, a B.Ed. in primary education and sports science after I left school. And yeah, then it just took off from there. It's sort of like I loved it and I continue to love it. And... It's one of the most rewarding jobs in the world, isn't it? It's, it's just, you can get so much positivity from it. And um, children 
some of the ways they uh, you can get so much joy seeing how they develop over time yeah it it really is a fantastic part of it isn't it there you know there's so many things that detract and kind of distract us from the, from that core purpose and and enthusiasm we maybe had before about teaching in primary but actually when you remember like you say what got you into it and just seeing the impacts and the influence that you have over these kids and the way they develop through that year when you have them as a class or as a school in front of you as a leader um you know it's remarkable just kind of what can happen over a period of time with these kids isn't it it, it is and that's that's why we do it isn't it at the end of the day you want to make it better for all the children um, in my role now, what I do is I'm, I'm trying to help as many school leaders as possible so they can support others. And it, there's so much of a need for it. Uh, it's, we, yeah, we get so many messages and um, phone calls, etc., from head teachers that need a little bit of help. So we're, we're still in the education world to helping people. Mm. So it yeah, makes a difference. Like you say, like now now that you're not in a school, but even so, you're still having an impact through the people that you're helping with the, with the hundreds of children that they have an influence and an impact on. Uh, and like you mentioned, I'm sure, well, you saw the need uh, when setting up Head Teacher Chats to support these senior leaders who probably weren't getting, and well, they aren't getting the support in many cases that, that, that they require, are they? No, they're not. And um, hopefully we can give them that little bit of support or point them in the right direction to facilitate where they need to go next. Mm, absolutely. But yeah, no, it's uh, I love that. And like you say, it's uh, often it's the kids and it's the experiences that you have with the children, you, you know, just make this job so worthwhile and so memorable. Um, I mean, we have many experiences with them that we remember. Uh, some of them are funny experiences. Uh, what's a, a funny story that you can share from your time in primary education? Um, I, uh, yeah, I had to think about this one. Sometimes I, 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 there are quite a few stories, and I start like remembering different contexts and things like that. The one that stands out was I've done many, many interviews in my time of um, primary school teachers that come in, and I, there's there's been some strange ones that I can remember, and in the context of okay, people are nervous and things like that, they're under under pressure of the interview, but. I've had um, one person starting singing during the interview. I was, I was saying, why do you want to become a teacher and then started singing? And I thought that was a bit strange. Um, just bit, and then another one. So like, um, why have you applied for this job? And I said, well, I like knitting. And you think, okay, that's good. They didn't get the job, obviously, but <laughs> And I'm sorry if they're listening to this, but uh, it's just things. I did, I did a tweet on it uh, about two years ago. And some of the most bizarre things are sort of like what people do in interviews in the stressful city. Um So why do you think you're good for this role? And someone said, oh, because I, I'm good at laying bricks. <laughs> and then another one, someone brought a snake into the interview. And you think, okay, that's, uh, yeah, mm. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure they're funny or or what. <laughs> I had a good um, um, yeah. Someone else said they were a registered witch, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I'm not saying very much because I'm I'm scribbling these down because these are absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I know, and it's, not like, it's just bizarre, isn't it? It's not like I know that I, we got to put the stresses people can put dress out in different ways and yeah so you don't know what their context or where they came to to get to the interview mm. and we understand that but yeah it was a bit it was a bit bizarre i saw yeah. like so those are are they funniest moments the most bizarre moments anyway Absolutely. And it's great to have, you know, so, uh, this is why I love doing this podcast with primary colleagues. It's not primary teachers. It's not primary leaders. It's not primary uh, researchers. It's primary education as a whole, because we get early career teachers, we get middle leaders, we get subject leaders, we get senior leaders, we get head teachers. And it's fantastic because you can see a whole spectrum of different stories from different areas. And like you say, in your role in leadership for such a long time and interviewing all these people, seeing some of those strange things. I mean, obviously, I hope there are some trainee teachers listening because if they're panicking and worrying about what to do in an interview process, actually, just don't do stuff like that and you'll probably do really well. <laughs> yeah, don't worry too much about it. Don't overthink it. Just go in, be yourself and 
yeah, in some ways, you've got to feel it, what is right for that school, though. I mean, mm. we do a lot of support of um, training teachers and um, newly qualified teachers to actually have to do the interview process and loads of questions about it. Mm. Um, yeah, just be yourself. Mm. Just go in, answer. Don't think too hard what they want in, to know what the answer is, because actually they probably don't know what all the answers would be anyway. Yeah, this is true. Absolutely. And yeah, I think like you say, be yourself. Maybe not too much. Maybe not show up, show the... Maybe, maybe not talking about knitting or yeah, yeah. building, but it's not like if they... You know what questions are going to come up. They're going of to course. say, why are you doing this job? Yeah. Actually practice those questions. They're not going to be... They're, they're not there to catch them out. There is actually um, a new theory on that is giving out the questions before the interview. And that's quite yes. an interesting one. Mm. And uh, yeah... Quite a few schools are doing that now, and it's yeah, I think that'd be quite interesting. It's not trying to catch anyone out, is it? You're saying these are the practice them, get them right, and then come and tell us, yeah. And, and you know, I think there's certainly value in, in reflecting on that and thinking if that's what you want to do because I think there's there's benefits to it. I remember there was one interview I did where, and it's the only place that they've ever done this kind of thing, but they printed out the questions, they didn't give it us beforehand, it was it was in the interview, but they had the questions in front of us and just said, right. Each page is the questions we're going to ask you. So you can have it in front of you whilst you're answering the question. And I just found that such a huge burden lifted because, well, I do a podcast. I talk quite a bit. <laughs> and so I, when you start going into a question, then two minutes later, you're thinking, wait, what was the question again? To have it there, you know, is a brilliant thing. So, you know, anything like that to help people with those interview processes. So then we don't get things like, you know, registered witches and snakes being brought into interviews to try and stand out is, uh, is all good, I think. <laughs> So yeah, those are... one, I think they got a job with the snake one. Oh right, well, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah an entertaining curriculum question. Absolutely, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. Those those did make me chuckle. So thank you so much for sharing those, Jonathan. That's brilliant. Uh, let's go on to your primary three. And as uh, listeners who may be new to the podcast uh, need to know, uh, the primary three are three things about primary education that the guest feels are really important. It could be philosophies, top tips, resources, absolutely anything. Just three things. When they're asked, what's the most important things to you in primary education? Three things. These are the three things for them. So thank you for sending, sending me yours ahead of time, Jonathan. Let's start with connecting with, oh, and I like, by the way, uh, I'm going to say at the end what I like about what you've done with these three, but I'm not going to reveal it right now as a spoiler. Uh, the first one is connecting with other school leaders through social media. So whether you're a teacher or a leader or whoever, connecting with other school leaders and practitioners through social media, why is that so important to you, Jonathan? Oh, wow. I mean, where, where do I start with this one? Because in in some ways, it's just totally transformed how I learned about things. Because as I said, I've, I've been in this profession for a long time, nearly 30 years. And when I first started, you used to go to a meeting once a term. They're very good. and But at the, the PDC, Professional Development Centre, you meet other colleagues and you have a chat and you did some learning and then you went back to school. And most of the learning you did was through books. Because we didn't have the internet or websites or anything like that. So you, and they used to cost a lot of money and things like that. So you didn't buy too many books and you didn't know what was up to date with what was the thinking. So the connecting part is, I mean, the, the story I, I always tell about um, head teacher chat was we started up to ask questions and to really get people talking to each other and discussing ideas. And we're doing a little bit of well-being as well because there's an important part. Okay, there's some different types of questions to humour and change the atmosphere, what's going on in Twitter. And um, But we started and we didn't know quite a few questions. It's when schools were turned into academy and we didn't have a clue on what was okay, so do what do we do with HR service? I was deputy head, the head said, you've got to find a new HR service. Okay, what do we do? So I went on Twitter and started asking questions and I found out there was a flood of information that people should share with us and help us support us do that. We also went for school improvements because Lucy, the other part of head teacher chat, um, one day started getting talking to Alison Peacock 
Um, her school had just had not a favourable Ofsted inspection. She wanted to do some school improvement. She just read Alison's book on um, assessing without levels. And she said to Alison, I'm in this situation. What can you do to help? And they had a long, ongoing conversation about how they could do school improvement and using Alison's model of assessing without limits. And then it got on to Lucy then writing a chapter of her next book on assessments without limits and um, it formed that friendship over the, the time. So if we didn't have Twitter, we wouldn't have that conversation because it's like you in a podcast. It's like that's where it all starts. So you connect with people, you share ideas, you say, you find out how people are doing things. <clears throat> and I was listening to Richard Ruddock's um, um, podcast the other day, and he's saying, actually, sometimes it's the less known people on Twitter that you can find out some of the most brilliant ideas. Mm-hmm. And what we also do is, if you want something after the Twitter world, or the Facebook world, or any other social media world, direct message us and we will then share it to all our platform. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't got a big voice, then you can get a big voice from using our platform to share ideas. And everyone's asking questions. There's no such thing as a stupid question, is there? Mm -hmm. And so that's the connection part we have through social media. We just, we form friendships from social media. We have, um, yeah, just change how we think and how we do things. Mm, it, it certainly is a huge, um, huge thing that if, if any teachers listening, obviously, if they aren't connected by now, and I'm not sure why, but they need to get on to things like edgy Twitter and things like that to try and, like you say, gain more information and understanding and know it's it's so vital. I mean, particularly uh, in my role, I was working as an acting deputy head over the last year and obviously became more and needed to become a lot more aware of updates from the government and things like that and I didn't have a clue where to start like I had no idea you know how to make sure we were up to date on certain things where to find out what we need to get ready and things like that but accessing things like Twitter and accessing people like yourself and other leaders uh, and other teachers if there's something in the teaching um, in the classroom in that aspect you want to learn more about so many people out there but like you say sometimes it's uh for, for people who don't have as many followers, they're asking a question and sometimes there's just no response because it kind of gets lost in the big crowd of voices that is out there. And so it's great that you, people like yourselves and others will retweet things and share things and try and ask things because I think that is a really important part of it as well, is supporting each other to get those answers to those questions that we're looking for, isn't it? Yeah. And it can be anything. And we have had everything in the time, but in some ways it doesn't matter because if that is worrying you, we want to help you and support you. Mm-hmm. And so whatever it can be, it can be an HR issue, it can be uh, just having a crisis of confidence or something like that, we can we can help you and support you. We, got, um, we work with education support as well, so if anyone is in crisis, we can then send you in their direction and get support from that way. So we're trying our best to actually help as many people as possible because head teachers, it is a lonely job. I mean, it is a hard job. Uh, You've got all the responsibility. And actually in a school, sometimes you don't have many people to actually go and talk to. Mm. And if we can just have another platform that we can help out, then, uh, yeah, we can help one head teacher and support them. I, I feel happy with what we've done. Absolutely. Definitely. And I think that's so important. You mentioned, obviously, in the uh, point that it's connecting the social lead, um, school leaders through social media. So we've obviously mentioned Twitter. Is there any other platforms that uh, you want to mention that are you know, quite um, useful at this moment, that there's a lot of work going on in that um, has been quite interesting to, to find out more about? Yeah, uh, well, we're, we're on Facebook. So we have a, a closed group on Facebook. So in in some ways we don't um we don't let everyone in, in, in i know i know it sounds strange but we, it is a, a closed group you have to be invited into the group and that again you can you can ask any questions on there there's some great questions that people are asking we have linkedin we have instagram so we have a whole range of um different things we also sort of like we we want to try and i've got an slt group that's starting in September 
that um, we wanted to do some coaching. It's free of charge. You can come and join the group, uh, connect with other SLT members, and we're using a platform called Educube, which is basically a platform like WhatsApp, but it's just for teachers. Mm. So we're trying to develop that at the moment, and um, hopefully that will um, help school leaders out in that time. Yeah, no, that that does sound interesting. That and uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that develops and uh, how that can be another dimension in the way that we connect and uh, share ideas. Because, like you say, the more we can connect and share, the, the more knowledge and the more understanding we can gain. Uh, and so, I think that's a, a really insightful point. That thank you very much uh, for that. Okay, let's go on to the the second of your primary three then, which is uh, which you listed as connecting with the best services and resources. So, uh, and I like, by the way, you'll notice that we've got connecting at the first one, connecting in this one, and there's not going to be a surprise of connecting there. So it's all about connection this, which I really like because, you know, a lot of this is all about connecting and working together. So services and the best services and resources. What do you have to share with us then, Jonathan? Uh, well, as a head, I never had time to actually find out what was going on out there. If schools were just too manic and... Uh, too too much going on, and I, it just, I just remember some of the things that I used to do. It's sort of like uh, pound survey was still on paper, and this was only two years ago. And you you used to collate them all in and sort of like get them all into a pile, and then start sorting them all out. And you go, okay, there must be a better way, and there must be a, an, a streamlined way of doing it. So in some ways, it's about connecting with up to date ideas and. It's more than advice for people. There's so many good people out there that are doing so many good things to help schools out. Actually, you need to find out about a little bit about them and what they do and how they support schools. And you probably find, although there's sort of like sometimes the expense side of it, sometimes you have a cost. But sometimes we're doing those as school leaders and primary teachers in schools we're doing a lot of things that uh, we're doing is probably a waste of using a lot of our time. And actually, our time is expensive. Mm. And if we can find things that save time and actually make our workload easier and save money in the long term on the actual cost of the staffing, then that's all the better. So that's that's my bit on connecting to services and um product because there's so many good things out there i mean there's one um uh go read um it's a uh, primary school teachers we know the book bag is one of those things it's all like there's always some children that lose their book the the contact book within the first week yeah and actually you're replacing that book three or four times every year and it's not opening so go read is a digital version of that which is easy to use but actually all the reading record is online then for the whole school journey and it's all the comments that the teachers have made and all the levels and things like that and that would save so much time and money and resources it'd be great so my my second one um is i is about going and looking at what is out there because um I have the fortunate thing now to have the time to actually look at what companies do, how they work. Um, we do reviews of companies and actually see actually how they could actually benefit school leaders and school teachers. And on headteachers.org, there's loads of different reviews we've done of companies and how they can help schools. That's fantastic. And I love the one you just shared there, Go Read. It sounds like, a, like you mentioned, a digital version of a reading record, which obviously, you know, like you mentioned, gets lost or, you know, parents are struggling to, to find, well, sometimes are struggling to find a pen in the house uh, to be able to sign it. Uh, and so, you know, having, but they've all got the, the smartphone in their hand. And so, you know, being able to just click on and uh, complete it is, would be fantastic. And yeah, and I talk to quite of these companies quite a lot now, and they're coming out with real solutions for schools. And really to make teachers' lives so much easier. Mm. And sometimes we just need the time to actually look at what they're offering and how they're offering and having the time to implement it. The implementation is sometimes quite tricky in schools. We know that. But there are some really good services and products out there. 
that would really help schools out. And it, it, yes, got to have a good look at what what's out there. Absolutely. So no, it sounds like, and I, I've, I've not heard of that one you mentioned before, and so I can imagine there's plenty more out there which many teachers won't have heard about, which will just make their lives easier and just making things, not necessarily making all things digital, but just different services or things like that which can just make their lives a bit easier. Off the top of your head, is there another couple that you could share with us just to get teachers? Oh, there's so many. I mean, I, I, that's, the, that's the problem. Uh, you've got things that... Um, I was working with a company the other day, and so like it's about school meals. It's automated order school meal system, and it's great. And I know as a school leader, I used to really spend a lot of time sorting out with the business manager how it all works. Can I go outsourcing? And um, there's other ones like um, uh, Sparkyard, which is out of the art. We know all out of the art songs, but actually they've done they created a system that you can embed songs throughout the whole curriculum now mm. and they say oh, guest assemblies and some of the things they're coming out with is cracking yeah. I, I could go on for hours on it but I better not <laughs> in some way but I could I could talk forever yeah no that's fantastic and I think what is good to know is that all of these services and um, all of these um, products and, and ideas or uh, resources are out there and if there is something specific that your school needs there is something out there i think that's the key isn't it rather than as a teacher or as a leader sitting in the, in your classroom or, or as an slc and saying right we've got this problem let's try and fumble through and try and work out a solution that is going to be the, the, the quickest thing that we can try and do ourselves actually asking the question you know just taking a time to, to connect out and see what there is and you might find the answer is already there, and the and you you can save your time, can't you? And in some ways, that's what we have done. It's sort of like we we like the middle person. Mm. So sort of like we've looked at these companies and say, okay, this is really good for this. This is really good for that. Just gain contact and say, okay, I'm really looking for a PE scheme of work. Um, we would recommend this company, and we've done the research on it. They're really good. Um, we've gone through the, some of their um, um, resources, gone through their resources, and actually we can say that actually we would, we would recommend them. So, so it, it's that sort of thing that is helpful. It's again, it's how do we help school leaders? Our whole motto, everything we do, can we help them out? Can we support them? What can we do to do that? Mm. Yeah, and that's fantastic. And like you said, uh, I think that. I asked you for three there, and you've given me a digital version of a reading record, an automated school meal system, which can do all the work for you, and a whole music curriculum linked to your, your songs of worship in Out of the Ark that's all there in the curriculum for you outside of assemblies as well. I mean, that's three very varied but amazing ideas, which, you know, we perhaps might not have known about. And so, of course, we could, like you say, go on for hours and hours about this idea here and this idea here. But actually, what's probably best is whoever's listening is just to look at what you need to work on and get in touch and find out what there is out there because there's just so many things. And I, I'm really curious about how um, what is out there. So I'm always looking for uh, new ideas, new approaches and trying to work out how it works in school. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, that's, I'll leave it at that moment. I could yeah. go on. Forever. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for that. Uh, and then uh, the third of the primary three that you've got for us here is connecting with inspiring CPD. Uh, and so why why is this one of the primary three for you then, Jonathan? Oh, there's, there's nothing. I, t I talked about Twitter and all the social media is about connecting and sharing ideas on it. But be honest, we've had a, a challenging couple of years in schools and actually... It's now time to, not really now time to, but it's, it's, we've got to go back to those things we were doing beforehand and being inspired as CPD, face-to-face, -face, talking to people, connecting with people, chatting. With, we are head teacher chat, so it, it's, it's that connection side of it again, isn't it? It's sort of like, how do we do this? And so in some ways we're trying to work out how we can connect people up together. I mean, I mean, I, I, a shameless plug here is all that we've got a conference coming up in October 
And we've got some fantastic speakers at the conference. We've got people like Chris Dyson, who's um, been on your podcast, very inspiring about Parklands. Mm -hmm. And um, we've got um, Sam Strickland, who's talking about cultures in school. We've got a whole range of different things. We've got Helen Woodward, who's talking about um, coaching and supporting staff. And we're going a whole range of things, but it's just about that connecting. The main reason why we're setting it up, we don't think there's much out there to people to go to and sit and have a chat with other colleagues and share ideas and be inspired. And so we, we did it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's a really- plug, sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think these things need to be shared because um, you know, and if it's something which uh, people listening to, um, if they're not if they're not a senior leader or something, I think the principle here <clears throat> is finding out where that CPD is, and finding ways to connect and be able to to share ideas. I mean, one of the things um, which um, I've noticed is that obviously with curriculum development and things like that, you know, subject leaders have needed a lot of support and um, often it's only through their senior leaders that that can come. But actually it can come from other places as well. And actually it needs to come from other places because otherwise you're being very insular, you're looking at the practice in your school. And whilst your practice may be fantastic and there's you know no problems with that whatsoever, looking outwards and, and being able to connect outwards and share ideas and, you know, cherry pick ideas from these places and, and find out some great research and ideas that you weren't aware of uh, is a great opportunity. And so, you know, I don't mind, I don't mind at all uh, that the plug there for, for your conference, but yeah. of course it applies, I think to, to anyone in any context in, in wherever they are in education right now, like you say. And I mean, it's also, well, we haven't done this sort of thing for a couple of years and actually it's that connection of it it's about that face-to-face -face meeting meeting people that are like-minded so you you start the bonding and then you can then ask people questions and you share ideas and and i think that's a bit slightly missing because everything's has changed mm. we used to do it quite a lot a long time ago and there used to be loads of meetings, loads of networking meetings and things like that. And then it's sort of like it didn't really happen. And you got to go Saturdays or teach meet meetings or a whole range of different things. And we're doing it in the day. We're not doing it on a Saturday. We're doing it at Centre Park. So there is a sort of well-being part because one part of Head Teacher Chat is about how do we support the well-being of people? How do we help people? have a better life. You're not alone. Um, we, we have the principle that you've got to put your own oxygen mask on first before you've got to look after everyone else, especially with school leaders. And yeah, we, we just felt there's a sort of place that you need to unwind a bit, but actually be inspired about education. Mm. Yeah, and very often, with opportunities like CPD, I mean, you know, there's, there's some CPD opportunities or events that I've attended and I've walked away with brilliant ideas to implement. And that is fantastic. But actually, sometimes I've gone to a CPD event, not really come away with something new to try out, but I've come away inspired and I've come away ready to go back to, to, to school and just drive forward what improvements and, and uh, opportunities for the children that we can. And I think, like you say, it's it, opportunities like this are so important, not because of the things you learn, but also the the feeling you have afterwards when you can truly connect. And also it's the connections you make and how long they can help and last you afterwards as well, isn't it? Yeah, and we've got people like um, uh, Chris Dyson, we've got Dan Edwards, we've got Helen Woodward, we've got Rima Reed, uh, we've got um, Victoria Bagnall, who's a fascinating talk on neurodiversity in schools and how that would work. Uh, we've got, I, I mean, Patrick Ockley, O'Connor. We've got a whole range of different people that are there to help out. And in some ways, we put, we put it on because we feel inspired by those people and hopefully they will inspire other people. So, um, yeah, it's a shameless plug, plug but um, <laughs> it, it, basically you want to get people chatting and get people talking. Mm. And, yeah, if it helps again, then... So be it, because that's all we're wanting to do. If we can support one head teacher, then that's great. That's how I am. 
That's brilliant. And in terms of other inspiring CPD um, and head teacher chat and the way that you are signposting and sharing these ideas uh, with school leaders, is there um, a space on your website or places like that where you're sharing other CPD opportunities with leaders and things like that as well that people can connect with and find out more about? Yeah, there's, um, yeah, there's um, a space on our website. Just go to our website. There's loads of information. There's loads of blogs. There's loads of um, coaches that you can get in contact with. Uh, there's there's our planners, obviously. We've got loads of planners going on. Things. Um, so there's a whole range of different information on there. Um, if you want to be part of the SLT group, we don't really advertise that much on that because actually they, it's um, it's more of a... Um, we get inundated too quickly on those sort of things because we do do it free of charge on the um, SLT group because it's a real passion to help out on people. Um, the, the conference, unfortunately, is not free, but actually you're getting a, a, a good meal on a day and actually the price is actually reasonable for what you're going to centre park for the day in yeah. some ways. Yeah. So, um, Oh, there you go. A shameless plug. I, I feel really bad about doing that. In some ways because, um, yeah, it's not my natural sort of natural type of thing to do. <laughs> no, but it's great. And uh, this will be going out, uh, I believe it's the end of September. So if you're not on yet, then uh, get in quickly because it's October, you mentioned, isn't it? Um, it is October, yeah. <laughs> So if you are a, a school leader and is interested in that, then please do get in touch. But obviously, like you say, I think this discussion about CPD and in getting connected with inspiring CPD is important anyway. And uh, remembering and not well, not necessarily remembering, but just re um, remembering the just the opportunities, the, the benefits you get from going on to and and uh, accessing great CPD, whether it is the head teacher chat event or any event, uh, whether you're a head teacher or not, it's. You know, this is a good time now at the start of the school year, I think, for anyone, whether you're an ECT or a senior leader or whoever you are, to be thinking about this year and be thinking, right, I've got this class in front of me and we're going to go again and we're going to teach really fantastic things and we're going to do some great lessons. Well, what can I do to develop in the year as well? And so then looking out to see, you know, well, what if I want to try and develop in this way or that way? I mean, there's great MP, reformed MPQ um, courses and things like that and all these things that are going on, which... Um, you know, are being funded by the DFE as well, which I, yeah, I think is really important for people to have a look at and get involved with. And so whatever it is, it doesn't have to be one of those things, it doesn't have to be the head teacher chat thing, but something which can help you develop and grow uh, as, a, as a professional. I think it's important as a profession that we build networks that are not just in your school. Mm. Because sometimes you need another network of teachers or school leaders to go and talk to. And you might go offload a little bit because sometimes it's not good to offload in your own school and think, uh, it's not that you don't need to answer those questions, but sometimes an NQT or an ACT need to go and talk to other ECTs of how their experience is school because everything, everything will be different. And then you might share that nugget of little information from that group that you might use in your school that make a big difference to what you're doing. Mm. And that's the whole way through it. And actually, again, it's, it's, we need to connect those people up and really have those shared um, meetings and ideas and bouncing off ideas because it, it's, it's gone missing a little bit. And actually, we don't want people to um, struggle and actually, sometimes you can offload to other people. Mm, absolutely. No, I think that's been a, and it's a great reminder and, and a great thing to have in a primary three is that reminder of looking now to see if you don't have something booked in or lined up where you are going to try and get out there and connect with other people face to face. Then obviously it's great through social media and through Twitter, but you do need so, you know, at some point in the year some opportunity to actually connect and to develop ideas together in person. So I think that's uh, outside of your school, of course, which I think is a, a really good thing to mention. Thank you so much, Jonathan. That's been a fantastic discussion. Uh, who would you recommend for a future interview on this podcast? Oh, there's a few. I, I, I've thought of a few what I've been doing. Um, so Dan Edwards would be an interesting person of um, journeying to primary education. So at Dan Edwards underscore 77 on Twitter. Um, also Sam... Strickland at Stricko Master um, because he's a 
principal of an all-through school. And actually, that could be an interesting perspective of how primary education fits into that system. Um, another one is Rima Reed, um, who will really give her an insight into um, Hollydale School and the transformation she's done in that school. And um, then Nick Knight, um, again, I um, had the privilege of meeting him a couple of weeks ago and so passionate about how to improve primary education. Um, so that's Mr. Nick Hart, Nick, did I say Nick Knight? I said Nick Hart. Ah. So like Nick Hart, Mr. Nick Hart on Twitter. Um, who would give it? And yeah, he's got a great book called Impact Out at the moment, and that's really good. Fantastic. Thank you so much for those. We'll add those to our list and we'll make our way and uh, hopefully get them on the podcast, which is fantastic and exciting as well. Uh, and thank you, Jonathan, for coming on to the podcast today. What for you finally is the best thing about being in primary education or working in that environment? Uh, it's all about community. I mean, as you know, it's all like I like about connecting. The community is the, the best thing of primary school. It's all the children coming in on the first day of nursery or reception, you get to know who they are, you get to know how they, they their little ideas and how they work and things like that. And you see them grow through the school and you can, the, the pleasure is sometimes is actually seeing them in year six, but you still remember that child in the nursery when they walked in that first day. And you think, okay, the story of that journey is wonderful. And then meeting all the parents, the teachers, everyone that's part of that community. Primary schools are amazing. Mm. And it, um, as I say, many, many times, primary school teaching is one of the best jobs in the world. Amazing. That's a wonderful note to end on. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for joining us on Primary Education Voices. And thanks for sharing all the fantastic things that you've done today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Well, wasn't that fantastic? Another great episode uh, with another inspirational educator. I mean, Jonathan obviously has, is speaking from years of experience in primary education as a teacher, as a leader, and has done a wide variety of things. So it was great to hear just what he thinks about important things that will help us as teachers and leaders uh, in our profession today. And that came down ultimately to his primary three of connecting, uh, which I thought was really a, a powerful principle. It was, of course, great to hear some of the great things that uh, head teacher chats are doing in terms of um, connecting people with um, CPD and things like that. And it was absolutely wonderful that he was able to share some of the things, uh, for example, the conference coming up, uh, which if you are, again, uh, interested in, please do find out about it. It sounds like a wonderful um, event that's going to be taking place. And so um, I would really recommend you get connected with that. But again, it was just the principles of what he was talking about, which I thought was really important. Comparing that with teaching, you know, in the late 90s, that when he first entered the, entered the profession, uh, and it was fascinating to, to just see um, just how different it is now and just how interesting uh, the, the world of education is uh, and how it's developed into the into what it is today, how easy it is to connect with other practitioners through social media. Just imagine, you know, um, and I'm sure many of you, a number of some of you listening may be able to remember, but for those of you that can't remember or weren't in the profession at that time, just imagine not having things like Twitter, like the, like the internet uh, widely used to be able to connect with other professionals like this that we do now. I mean, it was a completely different landscape. And so making sure we make the most of it Obviously, not letting it uh, completely um, encapsulate or completely overwhelm our lives, I think, is important to not let that happen. But actually be able to connect with other people, be able to find out answers to our questions very in, very quickly um, is a really useful resource to have. And so whatever social media platforms you can do, you, you can use. Twitter, obviously, being a big one. Facebook, if you feel like you, you want to as well. And of course, he mentioned this uh, edu, Educoo, uh, which is E-D-O-O-C-O-O, which I've just had a little, little look at myself. And it's a, it looks like a really fascinating platform to get involved in as well. Just whatever ways you can um, connect with other educators to build your understanding and ideas is a wonderful um, principle in itself. Then, of course, talking about the services. And of course, I did push Jonathan to try and just name a few uh, um, examples of things that he has found in his work with HeadTeacher Chat of different services or different resources which you know we wouldn't have been aware of unless we had the time to reach out and connect with those 
Um, and like I mentioned, to be able to cite three places or three areas and things which I hadn't heard of before. Well, um, I'd heard of automated school meal systems, I guess, before, but this Go Read, which I think is an interesting resource to look into, and the fact with Out of the Ark, which my school do use, but to know that there is um, resources with that which can connect to other areas of your curriculum as well, which we haven't even tapped into, uh, I think is really interesting to hear of those. And of course, there'll be dozens and dozens more on the, the Head Teacher Chat website, which are all, and I think this is the key, all reviewed, quality assured and checked by people like Jonathan and others who work at Head Teacher Chat with him uh, to make sure that they are good quality and relatively affordable as well. That is one of the biggest things for me personally is, you know, as a school leader myself and working in my classroom, trying to find ways and things that work, I don't have the time to do. Uh, and so using uh, resources like Head Teacher Chat and other places as well that look at and review these types of services, I think is a really important thing to have under your belt as a school teacher or school leader. And finally, the CPD aspect, so important. Uh, and I think, you know, coming away from this conversation with Jonathan, it's reminded me of the need to have something that I'm doing throughout the year or at some stage in the year to develop myself and my practice further. It could be simply connecting up with a subject leader network in, in a local cluster. It could be, um, do as I mentioned myself, doing a one of these MPQ. I, I'm currently um, just embarking on my journey with the MPQH uh, and, you know, I'm very excited to do that. Um, it could be anything really that you're interested in. I mean, there's plenty of uh, specialist MPQs, which isn't just about leadership now, but about teaching and learning and other things like that. So defining something which in the year you can connect with and engage with other people face to face. I think it's just so important for every teacher to be able to engage in that learning process and development. So in whatever way that looks for them, it could be with absolutely anything, you know, behavior, outdoor learning, or, or a lot of the things we talk about on this podcast. You know, there's so many wonderful opportunities to learn and develop and grow outside of the classroom and outside of our schools. Let's engage with that a little bit more this year. And if you haven't got anything lined up yet, have a look what uh, what interests you or what you'd like to develop as well. Really interesting thoughts there uh, when we were talking there with Jonathan. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, Jonathan. It was fantastic having you on. Uh, and thank you for listening. If there is someone, uh, a primary colleague that you know of, that you'd love to hear more from, that you think would be wonderful to talk to on this podcast, please contact me on Twitter through at Prime Edu Voices or me personally personally at mroberts90matt and let me know what inspiring primary teacher, TAs or support staff you'd love to hear featured on a future episode. Uh, thank you for joining me for another Primary Education Voice and we'll see you again next time when we'll meet another inspirational educator.